so I thought it would be a good idea to do a little bit of a rundown of my kind of story, who I am, what I do, why I do what I do, and kind of just give a bit of background information, I guess. Um, so I'm Elijah, I'm 24, I'm from southwest London, and I came into the foster care system when I was 13 years old, back in 2012, um, after being removed from a pretty unsafe situation at home. There was a lot of abuse and neglect, um, drug use, um, mental health issues in the family and things. There was a lot going on, um, and a lot that I went through as a kid that led to me going into the system. Um, I was known to social services from a pretty young age. Um, They told me when I was on child protection when I was 13 that I had been on their radar since I was born, which made me angry as well because they waited till I was 13 to remove me. Um, But that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I spent quite a long time in the foster care system. I am still under children's services now because a lot of people don't know that the system can offer support up until the age of 25 for certain young people who are in the foster care system. I am going to do a separate thing on that explaining more about what happens when young people in the foster system turn 18 because a lot of people think it just ends at 18 but there's actually a few different things that can happen at that point um, and there's the leaving care service and things which goes by different names in different places um, but there's there's different things that can happen and that's why I'm still under children's services until I'm 25 years old um, but I've been in quite a few different places I lived in five different foster homes in five years I then turned 18 and moved into supported living with children's services in what they call semi-independent living, which, again, I'll do separate things on in more detail. Um, I was in about six of those. I had a couple of placements in kind of like independent living programs in training flats that didn't work out for various reasons. Um, All of these things are things I'll do more, more detailed kind of things on at some point. Um, Explaining what they mean and what they are and what that look like and things and what, what those kind of can mean for young people um but i've had 11 addresses in the last six years since since turning about 18 um and that was even a shock to me when i got that info from social services because i've moved so much and i thought that i'd only moved about six times in the last six years because i was only thinking of the semi-independent kind of places supported living places i'd had um, there were other addresses that I had forgotten about and when you're moving so frequently sometimes you feel like you're in one place for longer than you actually were like there was one placement that I thought I'd been in for about six months but I think I'd only actually been there about six weeks um, but I spent about seven years on Children in Care Council which is kind of like an advocacy group within the foster care system every local authority is required to have one it's where young people in that system in that area um, will speak up for the rights and like the voices of other young people in their borough in the foster care system um and I learned a lot during my time on that I learned about my rights about what my entitlements were about how to speak up for myself and how to advocate for myself and for others I learned about legislation in social care and foster care there was a lot that I learned from being on the children in care council and that really helped me to advocate for myself but also helped me to advocate for others And I've done so much being on the Children in Care Council that, again, I can go into more detail on um, those things at a later date. Um, But I've done a lot throughout that, and that has helped me to really learn how to help other people. Now, that's a big reason why I do what I do, because so many children in the system 
don't have the support around them to get what they need and to fight for themselves and to hold the system accountable. The system is set up in a way where it fails not only the children and young people involved in that system and caught up in the middle of it, but also the professionals working in that system. It fails the professionals, and a lot of the time that's because of lack of resources, lack of funding, and that then leads to professionals not being properly equipped to support the young people that they are in charge of caring for. Um, And that leads to so many different issues, um, and that's a very nuanced topic to, again, go into more detail about at some point. Um, But a lot of the time it's so important for children to know what their rights are, what their entitlements are, how to access advocacy services, how to utilise the complaints procedures, how to hold the professionals in their lives accountable, because without that knowledge, they may not be able to get what they need and may not be able to hold that system accountable. And that can lead to a lot of different issues for young people. Um, it's, It's very hard to advocate for yourself when you don't have family, you don't have people around you to help you. And if you don't have a foster parent and things who's on your corner, It can be so hard to get your voice heard. And even when you do have a foster parent who's fighting for you, sometimes that can be difficult because social services, I'm not saying this happens all the time, but sometimes I have seen foster parents kind of get labelled as a problem by social services because they are advocating so much for the child in their care Um, and they get kind of labelled as interfering and things. it's, It's really complicated. And a lot of foster parents struggle to speak up for their young people um, and sometimes that's out of fear of how social services may interpret that um, and potential repercussions for that. Um, It's a system that's failing everyone at every level. It fails the professionals, it fails the children and it it fails families and it's, it's so hard to get what you need. But that's why I do what I do, to teach people these are your rights, these are your entitlements, this is how you can speak up for yourself. And I signpost young people a lot of the time to advocacy services as well and complaints procedures in their local authorities so that they know where to go and so that it's a starting point for them. And I want to do more kind of things on my YouTube and on my podcast talking about the rights and entitlements of young people in care, breaking down the legislation in more kind of easy to digest ways so that young people and the professionals working with them understand these things because sometimes even the professionals haven't really been fully trained in these procedures and in um, how things work in terms of holding the system accountable um, especially when it comes to having to escalate things past social services like I've had the um, children's commissioner's office involved in my situation before Um, and some professionals I work with didn't know about escalating it to that So there's a lot of different things where people are being failed at every level. And it's not about placing the blame in any one certain department. It's it's about making sure that everyone knows how to hold each other accountable. And I was very, very lucky to have someone teach me how to hold people accountable and how to speak up for myself. And I want to be able to make sure that I'm giving other young people the same ability to know their rights and to speak up for themselves. And that is the biggest reason why I do what I do. I truly do believe that we can reform the foster system. I think we can change it. It may not happen in my lifetime, but I believe we can start taking steps in the right direction. But we need to be able to come together to work on it. It needs to be a multi-agency systemic approach to reform. And I think it's so important to get the information out there and the kind of knowledge and experience that I have from living in the system and coming together with other professionals as well to 
get that information out there to the public so that they understand what needs to be done and so that they can help back that reform as well and try to also make sure that more young people are hearing about how they can access support and how they can hold the system accountable for them too. So yeah, that's just a quick rundown of who I am, a very brief overview of my story and why I do what I do and what I hope we can achieve from the things that I do and the advocacy and things that I do. And I'm hoping that with the use of my TikTok, my YouTube and my podcast, we can really create a really good platform for change.